0: Hello, Trop Rockers and fellow Parrot This is Old DC coming to you with the Radio A1A Healthcare Update. This is our wrap-up segment of Healthcare in Paradise. We're glad you're with us today, and uh, we hope you're able to enjoy a little bit of uh, Radio A1A throughout your weekend as we move into the first part of the week. Today, we are privileged to have back with us uh, Mr. Gene Thompson. Welcome, Gene.
1: Thank you very much. Good to be back on, Dale.
0: Well, it's great to have you here. Um, I'm sure it's beautiful down there in Grand Cayman.
1: It sure is. We're a, a frigid 79 degrees, sunny, and a light easterly breeze, so it's beautiful weather.
0: You, you sound like a weather correspondent. That was pretty good, Jude.
1: Yeah, well, we live in the weather, right?
0: Absolutely.
1: Well, um, you know,
0: if maybe we've got some first-time listeners... Let me throw a real quick recap in here. Uh, Mr. Gene Thompson is one of the founding members, uh, actually part of Thompson Development, but Gene is one of the founding members of a hospital in Grand Cayman called Health City Cayman Islands. And Health City Cayman Islands is a state-of-the-art facility with some of the absolute best uh, Clinical physicians, uh, even I, I would go as far as to say, folks that are published for research—they're they're so astute in their their fields and uh, accomplished. But the fact of the matter is, this hospital of such high quality delivers healthcare for about a third of what it costs traditionally in the United States. So obviously, that is a huge huge benefit in the healthcare arena. Uh, we've talked this week about how they deliver these state-of-the-art services, uh, actually even some innovative uh, procedures, and do it so cost-effectively. And uh, in doing so, we, we opened with Gene on uh, our first segment. Then we were able to speak with Shamari Scott, who is Director of uh, Marketing and uh, Business Development. And then um, we we were able to spend some time with a very lovely person by the name of Jennifer McCarthy, that is the manager of Have a Heart Cayman Island, which is a separate uh, not-for-profit that that utilizes and works closely with Health City. So that's a quick recap of where we've been, and uh, we'll touch on some other uh, details about some of those past uh, programs and information, but, you know, we've asked Gene back on the show because uh, it, it's part of his big vision as to what's happening here in Health City. And uh, Gene, I talked to Shamari about the impact of healthcare in the Cayman Islands as a economic factor. Can you kind of speak to that a little bit? As as you as you had this dream with with your uh, associates and dr shetty and having this dream come together can you speak to maybe some of the things that had to happen and ultimately um you know what it presents for the future of the island
1: be happy to dale you know they say if you build a port an airport or a hospital you build a new town and that's kind of our philosophy our island is the banking and tourism industry are our two main pillars of our economy and as we were looking at the longer-term vision, um, our government included, uh, we want to diversify our economy. Um, I was contacted, as I said uh, before, by the the then-premier about, you know, looking at diversifying opportunities. And through Harry Chandi, I was able to meet uh, Dr. Devi Shetty. Um, and we looked at medical tourism or destination healthcare as another economic opportunity. Many reasons, um, because of the you know it's it's fairly um, agnostic to cycles in the economy. Uh, it is a growing business. In fact, healthcare is now the largest employer in the United States. Um, and it is a growing industry, a growing uh, a, a demand worldwide as the population ages. So we took the decision uh, in in concert with the government to build a healthcare uh, uh, facility here in Grand Cayman. Um, that took quite a bit of doing. Uh, we ended up having to change nine laws and thirteen regulations, and our government did that in about two and a half years to allow Health City to to operating to be here the reason behind that is many of the laws and regulations that are required were not in place at that time because we were not known as a as a healthcare destination to date, it's been very successful. We're four years, almost four years into the hospital. Uh, we plan to build 2,000 beds. Our first hospitals are beta hospital, 1,000 of 100 beds, sorry. And uh, you know we believe that as we grow, uh, the impact will be significant. Uh, what are the impacts? Obviously, employment, uh, better health care for the locals, um, better health care for residents. Cayman is a place that 's known for quite a lot of people that are retirees or snowbirds, and uh, we 've seen a significant uh, increase in demand for care for those snowbirds so that 's kind of a of a mile high view of of the impacts and we believe as we grow uh, health care health city which it is growing uh, that it will be a, a greater and greater economic provider for the island and the region actually. <laughs>
0: You, you, the facility itself is, is almost laid out on a parcel of land that that kind of looks like a college campus, or has the potential to to almost look like a college campus. Uh, so when you talk about two thousand beds total, uh, after my wonderful visit with you at Health City, you know I can really I can visualize that just a a campus of state of the art uh, medical services.
1: Yeah, I mean we have we we have uh, two hundred acres. The first hospital uh, consists just takes up nine acres, um, but we have two hundred acres, and it's a fully master planned development. That will allow the hospital to grow and and to to expand in in orderly in a, in a proper fashion. The other thing is, is we are conscious conservationists. So we believe in doing things in the right way, having the minimal impact on environment, um, having the minimal impact on our surrounding environment and embracing that. So that's a whole part of the vision of, of Health City.
0: Well, I tell you what, Gene, uh, I'm really excited. Um, we're going to continue to talk and 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 uh, look at ways to get the word out about Health City to some specific uh, markets. But for any of our listeners that happen to be part of a self-insured program, if you're part of a health care sharing program, if you're just going to pay out of pocket for any kind of major procedure, um you would be remiss in not speaking with Health City first, and um, I'll tell you <clears throat> that that could all begin with just getting a second opinion. That's a service available through Health City, and uh, the numbers the, the forget about the quality of, of medical care. It, it's going to meet what you're what you're going to get in the states and exceed it in some cases. But the fact of the matter is, the the cost is staggeringly less. Would you say that's a good place to start, Gene? That if you're in any of that space, at least contact Health City for a second opinion.
1: Absolutely, and you know, Dale, there, there's another part of it. You know, healthcare is very a very personal uh, thing to each person, and it's generally very regional or very close to home, um, both physically and and emotionally. Um, and what we realized as we started down this road very early on is is that you know we, we say and you know how we came up with these numbers we don't know, but we say fifty percent of healthcare delivery is the experience uh, so we make sure that people that would choose to come here um, have a great experience from the time they're met at the airport uh, on the uh, coming off the airplane until the time they're delivered back to the airport and everything in between because you know people are reticent already about having to do something with their body whatever that may be and to make sure that that becomes a great experience as a part of the health city model
0: yeah i, I think that's a that is a very important uh, point. and um I, I can tell you the um the experience with health city but besides the hospitality like being met at the bottom of the airplane um, but uh, besides those kind of things when you step through the doors at health city the facility and, and just the character of it and the way it's put together and the way people carry themselves, that immediately sets a tone. It's it's just a very tranquil, very peaceful environment. Um, have you noticed that, Gene, or are you just so much a part of it that it's it's just day-to-day life for you?
1: Well, I think, Dale, it's, it's part of our plan to be very customer service-minded, very friendly, um, and kind of island casual. Um, that's kind of how we think of ourselves. But you know then again we are a hospital so you have to have fairly strict rules and protocols that allow the extremely high quality and delivery of health care you
0: know um in speaking with shamari he pointed out something to me just uh, conversationally here um as i was identifying potential um uh clients or or client space if you would we're talking about self-insured but um one of the areas that you all have started to really excel in is uh, all these various orthopedic procedures. And as we look at the large uh, if you would um, factory or manufacturing work group, I had not recon- I had not really considered. How much wear and tear goes on one's joints when you're in a field of manufacturing, doing repetitive processes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And and ultimately, I've got to believe that that's going to be a huge growth area at Health City.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, general orthopedics or musculoskeletal, um, you know, care is something that will grow. As, as people age, I mean, that's kind of standard. It's the chassis tends to kind of break down as, as time takes its toll on you. And as the population continues to live longer, um, these become a greater challenge. Uh, you know, we do a lot of joints. We do a lot of, of um, spines. Um, and one thing I'd like to put in here, Dale, is that Health City, we pride ourselves in one thing uh, almost above all, and that is ethical health care. We don't believe in earning the dollar first. We believe in earning the care first. And what I mean by that is that, uh, you know, we take care of the people's needs and we use the most conservative um, programs or processes to take care of patients because then we believe that the knife is the last place that a patient should have to go under the knife for care. We believe that there are other alternatives or we should try every alternative before we go in that direction. And that runs fairly contrary to a lot of health care in the West, but that's our model.
0: Yeah, I I agree, Gene. That that's you know, the well I I like to call that old school brilliance. I mean, I think back in the day one of the first things my grandfather taught me was was what, measure twice, cut once. Right. So I mean back to back to the basics of of good quality health care, like you said, not cost driven, not not profit motivated, but you know, what what's a, a good medical process?
1: Yeah, and I think you're right. I think that's that's the challenge. You know, we've healthcare has become such a huge economic driver uh, that people, you know, maybe motivations have changed or or evolved that that we feel that run contrary to our model.
0: Well, Gene, let let's segue for a minute. Uh, I spoke of, uh, of a wonderful conversation I was able to have with Jennifer McCarthy. Now, not. Not, not to to bring any highlight to this, but you certainly can offer uh, an angle, that, or not an angle, but a view that we haven't seen yet, and that is about Have a Heart Cayman Island, um, a charity that basically makes it uh, possible for kids that have no other option, <clears throat> either financially or because the care is just not available, but that charity brings children from all over the world, but uh, of late quite significantly from the uh, Caribbean and and provide them life-saving surgeries. Can you share with us how you were fortunate enough to meet up with uh, Harry Chandy and uh, obviously um, help bring this out of the ground?
1: I mean, uh, you know have a heart is a passion beyond a passion it's it's a it's a great obligation to us that's the way that we look at it but um, you know I met Harry about uh, 16 or 18 years ago and uh, he and I partner in a couple of businesses on the island And Harry, many years ago, started the charity, which Jennifer may have mentioned to you, uh, working with Dr. Shetty in his hospital in in India, which to date, I think they've done in excess of 10,000 free surgeries for kids uh, that would have otherwise uh, passed away or not made it. Um, And when we started the program, it is a general policy or general philosophy of Dr. Shetty and Harry that every hospital they start uh, we started to have a heart program and of course starting in Cayman, it's a, you know, considered a very wealthy island, a first world island or whatever you call it. You kind of think, well, how's that going to work here in the Caribbean? Well, it works extremely well, uh, because there are many islands that surround us within two or three or 400 miles that are very, very poor. Haiti is one of those islands. Um, and we were able, you know, we have a, a, a fairly strong fundraising uh, a platform which does well for us. And, and as a plug to uh, your visit, your listeners, we would love to raise more money because it means we can do more kids. But uh, to date, uh, thank God that we've been able to care for, but I think it's 284 kids, um, about 140, I think, alone from Haiti, uh, and the rest from around the world. We have done kids as far as from Fiji, Mongolia. Um, you know, you name it. We've we've done kids from around the the, the world, and it's a it's an awesome program. One hundred percent, every single penny that comes in to have a heart as a donation goes to support the life and the surgery of a child. There's zero administration cost, and you know, it's it's the greatest blessing of Health City when you go and you see these children's face, and when you see what Health City has enabled us to do uh, by the benevolence of of Doctor Shetty and his team, and by the great care that they offer. Uh, you know, it's it makes your days, you know, it puts a spring in your step. And I can tell you if I have a bad day, all I have to do is walk down the hall and see one of these children. And I realize how how fortunate and blessed we are.
0: Yeah, just really not, not that bad anymore, is it?
1: You know, it isn't, Dale, and, and you know, we've, we've had an extreme, extremely good outcomes um, with these kids. We've taken, you know, we're kind of the hospital now of, in the region of last resort. All the difficult cases come to us. Uh, you know, we have Down's cases. We have all kinds of cases. And and to have a heart, just to make it clear, our, our main focus is on, on cardiac care for kids, major cardiac surgery for kids. Um and when you know when, when these kids come here, many of them are, are have less than a year to live, and it's, it's a blessing. It really is a blessing and a passion for us to save more. And we have a plan going forward. Our goal would be is to do one a day um, the, by 2020. So that, that's something that is we're pushing forward as hard as we can.
0: You know, Gene, um, it, it doesn't matter what a child needs, it's, it's important, but um, something I think that needs to be emphasized here or if we emphasized, is the fact that these are not elective surgeries. These are not surgeries that might be able to wait. Um, Literally, these children are in the process of dying without the services that are received through the generosity of Have a Heart and through the skills and uh, the generosity of Health City. Because Health, Health City brings its services to the table at just bare bones cost, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, that is correct. We we pay Health City as a part of our agreement with them. We pay them for consumables only uh, for each procedure. So that's, it's an amazing enabler. And you know, the thing about it is, the sad part about this is, is that right now, just in Port-au-Prince, Haiti alone, we have over 1,200 kids on the list. And if you think about this, uh, we have 1,200 kids on the list, and we're able to do maybe 40 or 50 a year. What happens to the rest of those kids? And it breaks their heart, because they, they... you know, they've, they end up dying. That's the reality because there's not enough scope in order to do them. And there, there needs to be funding to do them, which we're, we're working on. But the other thing is, is that the sad part about it is is there's not a lot of international help for these people. Um, and I'm not going to preach about that. But the reality is, is we'll do our one par, our part here. Uh, you know, we, we believe that if we can do 100 a year from Haiti, uh, that will be our goal.
0: Well, that that's certainly a uh, a great number to to shoot for. And saving a hundred children from one country is is uh, certainly an effort. Now, I, I think that um, Jennifer shared with me as well is um, <clears throat> from like Honduras. There's 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 a list of children from Honduras, I believe, and just um, uh, all over all over the Caribbean. There, there's a need. I mean, Haiti's just one spot, right?
1: That is correct. Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala, um, you know, we've treated kids from the Bahamas, from Jamaica, from St. Kitts, St. Lucia, pretty much all of the islands or the mm-hmm. majority of the islands we've treated kids for, for, uh, for. but uh, the the islands, the countries like uh, Honduras and El Salvador and Guatemala, um, large list of kids that need care. So it's it's a very acute need. And you just have to look at the, you know, WHO or World Health Organization numbers. And that is, is that I think the the number is, is one kid in every 25,000 has a congenital heart defect. So that gives wow. you the kind of numbers that, that need care.
0: Absolutely. Well, let me take a moment. Uh, we've got a little uh, effort underway on behalf of Have a Heart. I'd uh, mm-hmm. like to have our listeners, if you would, uh, if you're Facebook people, go out to Have a Heart, Cayman Island. It's easy to find the page. Give those folks a like. Um, that's a charity that uh, I can tell you right now, Harry and I are, are just steadfast behind. Uh, I, I can give Harry T his props right now. If you go to radioa a one a.com right up at the top front and center, you're going to see the have a heart logo. Um, I'm sure you'll be able to click on that and that'll take you to the website or Facebook, whatever magic Harry T has done. I don't know, but it, it'll do something for us. But um Take a moment, learn a little bit about Have a Heart. It's real, real easy to give. Uh, Go to their website. There'll be some new giving solutions coming here real, real soon. But for the moment, if you go to Have a Heart Cayman Island, I believe there's a way for you either to wire or mail in a donation. But uh, we'd appreciate you doing that. We're trying to get a bigger audience together for Have a Heart so that maybe, maybe through the influence of our Fellow trap rockers and parrot heads, we could help fund some life saving procedures for some children in the beautiful part of the country that we all love to enjoy and take advantage of uh, the sun in. So uh, let's support this charity any way we possibly can. Now, Harry, uh, I'm sorry, Harry, I got Harry on my mind now, Gene. But, uh, Gene, you know, something that was of interest to me uh, that I expressed to you personally that I think would be a good wrap up for the show is, um, you know, we, we've talked about the fact that n- we now have a third pillar of economic uh, development, uh, significant third pillar, if you would, in healthcare in the Caymans. Can you speak to maybe some of the projects that you're looking at? Um, I know while I was down there, um, I had a chance to read the local newspaper, and I, I, I know that uh, there, there's a big uh, push to get a new... Um, yeah, you have a harbor, a new harbor, if you would, or a a, a a better, better way for the big cruise ships to come in without having to tender their their passengers onto the mainland or onto the island. Um, what else is going on? I mean, uh, the the island's gorgeous, and and where Hell City is at is obviously going to be the growth area. Um, can you share anything, any tidbits?
1: You know, Dale, the island is. You know, we're blessed. The island is doing extremely well. Um, We have a great government that does a fantastic job of financial discipline and management. Very low crime, great climate, and now great health care. And that by itself leads to what? retirees uh, so one of the things that we've actually agreed with government when we were doing health cities that we would build a retirement community here uh, so we're starting that process now to design a what we what we would call is a active retirement community would be perfect for your trop rock type of folks um, you know that was it would be a fun active island be island style retirement community and we would like to build a couple of thousand units over the next 10 years um, and move that forward and the reason that that we can do that is because obviously the government would support it but even e- equal as important as we have great health care because you can't build a retirement community until you have great health care uh, why would that motivate us? Well, you know, obviously, as if you think about Florida, eighteen percent of Florida's economy uh, is a retiree community, and retirees are an interesting group because they only take about uh, they they have about seventy to eighty percent of the spending power as the working part of society, but they only have about thirty percent of the impact on the infrastructure. So, for us as a small island, it's a natural for us to try to to go and attract them. And that's something that's a program that we're working on, um, and we believe that we will get started uh, late next year with our first phase, and it, and we want this to be a high state of the art or, or very very unique uh, active retirement community in the region.
0: It, um, it it's kind of I've kind of had my eyes closed here, and, and I see myself retired and waking up in a resort every day in paradise. I mean that's I know you you you, you know you are uh, um, uh, born and raised came in so uh, it it may not uh, may not be the picture that that you would see but I just I can't imagine being able to wake up every day and you know step outside and there there's everything from toucans and parakeets to waves crashing against the shore uh, what a What a fantastic idea for you know for somewhere to be
1: on a permanent basis yeah flip- flops and palm trees you know it's kind of the way that we think of it
0: uh, What about golf carts? Is there a golf cart dealer on the island yet because i I'm going in the golf cart business.
1: <laughs> Not yet, Dale, but actually our community will be a golf cart-based community. Um, if you recall, when you visited Health City, uh, we have already in place golf cart lanes. And in fact, um, we, you know our, our residences, which you would have seen when you were here, um, they will be completed and occupied on March 1st, and we will be moving patients between the hospital and the residences there by golf cart. Uh, so it's a part of our vision to be low-impact, um, again, to be good cons- con- conscious conservationist and to take care of our environment and embrace our environment.
0: Well, I, I tell you what, Gene, can, can you keep us up to speed? Can you and I continue to bring updates to our listeners on developments at Health City and just the overall uh, impact of top-notch world-class health care in the Caymans? Can we do that on an ongoing basis?
1: Absolutely, Dale. It would be my honor. And and just to give you a quick snapshot of our plans for Health City, uh, we are actually uh, putting in a Level 2 trauma center, which will be the only one in the Caribbean that's actually under construction. Uh, We're actually going to start a comprehensive cancer center, uh, and we expect to get that started around the end of this year. And uh, late next year, we'll start our expansion of the hospital with around 200 beds and we'll just continue to grow uh, and grow to our 2,000 bed facility um, and grow in and with great care. That's our, our focus is great care.
0: Well, that's awesome. Well, let me um, on behalf of all my associates here at Radio A1A and our listeners, um, thank you and your peers for the time that you've afforded us to do this special. Uh, we've we've done four different segments and and gene, you've you've helped me uh, on, on two of them, but uh, also Shamari and Jennifer. um it's just been a wonderful uh, series to put together, and uh, the information that you guys have offered has just been very enlightening and uh, open and engaging. We appreciate it.
1: Thank you very much. It's been an honor to be uh, on your show, Dale. and uh, it's an honor to to tell you a little bit about what we do here in health city. and Thank you and would love to join your show again uh, when you think it's uh, worthwhile for you.
0: Well, that's great, Gene. It's always worthwhile to hear about the work you're doing and that of Have a Heart. Um, as I say, folks, uh, Have a Heart, Cayman Island. Hit them on Facebook. Uh, you can find them online behind dot .com. Also, healthcity.ky, healthcity.ky. I'm going to continue to bring you updates and reports Every time I hear about a new process, every time we have a highlight on a procedure or or something new coming from Health City, I'm going to let you guys know about it. But uh, thank you for joining us on this segment of Healthcare in Paradise. Uh, Again, Gene Thompson from the Health City Cayman Island Group. Uh, Thank you, Gene. It's been a real pleasure. And we will talk to you real soon. This is Old D.C., Coming to you with MyWorldMeds.com as our sponsor on our healthcare spotlight on healthcare in paradise.